0: Well, hello there, listener. Oh my gosh, it's somebody new bringing the intro. Oh my God, it's Brittany. Uh, Okay, I'm going to simmer down. Sorry about that. I'm just very excited to be here introducing this show, uh, this episode of The Venture Maidens. And let's make sure that we start this episode off right by saying thank you to our network, Don't Split the Podcast Network, for all of their support. Make sure to visit their website at don'tsplitthepodcastnetwork.com and uh, listen to one of our sibling shows while you're there. I'd also like to tell you about a product from today's sponsor, Lone Wolf Development, called Hero Lab. Hero Lab makes character creation a breeze, automatically tracking modifiers for every stat, ability, item, spell, and option you select. Their automated validation engine verifies that all prerequisites, minimums, and other requirements have been met, pointing out where your character is in conflict with the rules. This would have helped me out a couple episodes ago when I legitimately thought that you were supposed to add your proficiency bonus to your AC. Yep, definitely wasn't supposed to do that. Um, And Hero Lab would have definitely helped me with that. Uh, Anyway, uh, Hero Lab also acts as an electronic character sheet at the game table, keeping track of your health, abilities, and more during the game. Once the adventure is over, use your experience to advance your character to the next level and beyond. Um, Available at GetHeroLab.com if you're on a desk or laptop, but also available in the iTunes App Store. Okay, um, that's enough talking from me. So, uh... I hope you enjoy the show.
1: Gather round, travelers, to hear our tale. This week, our heroes hold court at the Elysium Keep. How will Rem respond to the strange bird call? Has Kara met her unlikely match? Will Vlad's shoulder shape ever be quantified? Find out
2: in episode 27, Not That Kind of Three-Way.
3: Oh my gosh! We're live! We actually know for sure.
1: We do! Hey everybody! Welcome! Wow! It has been a crazy week since last we spoke. I, yeah, I personally have been been evacuated and then re-just got back to my house, so everything is a little bit crazy, but I am so happy to be here with you, and as you might have noticed, we have some special circumstances tonight. Two of the maidens in one room. What? It's
2: almost like she's we're here, real actually, life. right here. Oh my
1: god, it's tangible. You touch your beautiful face. <laughs> it's so real. Her perfect hair. You can see Nassim's perfect yep. hair in real life. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> oh, in all of its majesty. Yes, all of its glory. All right, well, guys, I guess let's just jump right into it. It's been yeah, so we're still on our two-week schedule. So what what happened? Oh wait, I have to do my intro first. Hey, I forgot. (laughs) I I am a little bit loopy tonight, everybody. I am so sorry in advance. Uh, But hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 27 of the Venture Maidens podcast. I am your dungeon master, Celeste Conowich. I am
0: your Elven Warlock, Brittany Quintero. I'm your human monk, Nassim
2: Etemar. And sitting next to Nassim in real life, Is Sage? Wow, (laughs) IRL.
1: IRL. Oh my god, it's so cool.
3: (laughs) Yeah, we we're loving it.
1: Oh yeah, I'm glad you guys are enjoying it. I am very envious. One day, all of the maidens will be together in the same room and we'll record an epic episode. That that's going to be
0: a long episode because of all the shenanigans. We're just going to get on so many tangents,
1: (laughs) so many drinks all the time. Like it's just.
0: We got By re- the
1: end of it, you will be confused. We will be confused. I don't even know.
3: <laughs> and it'll be great. Thanks. But I was gonna say the the live all of us together one long session. That that's a great if we did that kind of thing, a great season finale. That
1: would be cool. I do.
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, so into
1: that. Everybody, we're coming to the end of arc one. Uh, so Sawyer's story. If you haven't noticed, we haven't been really explicit about it, but this is definitely we're in Sawyer's arc right now Um, if you haven't noticed you're silly Uh, but so we're coming towards the end of that rocketing towards it I'm really excited because I have some physical props with me tonight I'm using yeah my dice tray from polymorph crafts their mimic chest I was gonna assemble the whole thing for you to show you but I just have the dice tray because it'll click a lot on my microphone but it was so cool. They sent it to me yesterday. It was like a great coming home present. And I am using my dice that Wizards of the Coast sent me as a thank you for our Podcasts of Annihilation game. Ooh, so jelly. I have this this D20 that is giant. It's like three times the size. Uh, so if you didn't know Wizards of the Coast was really impressive, they've really done it with sending me a big honking dice. So <laughs> Good. So if I roll like garbage... It's your we fault. Chris Perkins. <laughs> We're
2: holding you personally. You
1: you accountable. did this to me, Chris Perkins. Well, we'll be thanking you. She'll be angry. right. Someone here will <laughs> exactly. be happy, so. There we are. Uh yeah, but okay, I guess now we can actually get to it. Um what happened last episode? We had a we had a couple big things. So, we
2: much. had a triumphant or not so triumphant return to our key. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. We and, were a
2: fucking mess. Uh, Sae got brought down to the uh, to the dungeon and had her mind fucked.
1: And <laughs> yes, that is <laughs> exactly what that was called.
2: That's exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's you know I would expect no less from a woman like her. Uh,
1: <laughs> so much <yeah>, Zold so- <laughs> hate, man.
2: <laughs> well, you know what she didn't do herself anything. Yeah,
0: her also. her greeting to us was. <laughs> Like, kind. I mean, we're just matching like, the way that she greeted She might be has. dying now, though. That's so, true. That's yeah, true. Keep so, that in
2: mind. Still, don't feel bad. Car still doesn't feel bad about that. <laughs> um, so yeah, so so Arnadel bust in on Sae after Sae had a crazy mind trip, and then Sold was like having some crazy, fucking. What She's basically what dying. Yeah, she was, like oh uh no fuck it was there but then it was gone (laughs) some passion of the christ shit she's (laughs) bleeding out of her eyes and like (laughs) yeah so we
3: rushed her to you know the main folks rem and christoph
1: christoph
3: the half orc the big one Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they took her into care you guys what did you do during that time um,
2: we got wasted. Yeah, you got <laughs>
0: right.
1: white girl wasted. We got uh, sad
2: girl
0: wasted.
2: We got, That's we got different. Wasted. Sad girl wasted is
0: very different than white girl That's <laughs> wasted. That's true.
2: It's like it's more. Like, it was more like sad white girl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kara was doing keg stands on you know the little tiny baby kegs. Mm-hmm.
1: that you took that Arnadelle went and stole out of the uh, the middle sister tavern. Yeah.
2: After turning invisible and jacking yeah. some shit, that fucking for us stole shit, our, you guys. Oh my god.
1: It's a big game for Arnadel. She did a lot of crazy, rebellious things.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Mm. Fuck. It was a very cathartic night, evening. Yeah. yeah. Seriously, yeah. And
2: then Saya came and joined us. And, yeah. no, 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 no. You just went well, straight to bed.
3: Yeah, I went to go check up on what was going on with Azold, or they called me Anastasia. Right, yeah, 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 Christoph came and got you. Yeah, and when I went there, Rem was trying to apologize to me for what happened, and yeah. I, I can't remember how I reacted. Was she a little angry? I feel like I was a little she, angry. You were as basically well as,
2: like, oh, well, why didn't you figure this shit out more? What the hell's going on? But also, is there anything I can do to help?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Rem, Rem wasn't angry at you. She was really sincerely apologetic that they had thought yeah. this was you know something on your end and she seemed really sad that her choice to make you go through this test had hurt her friend as old
2: yeah she was feeling deeply remorseful
1: what Brittany? what, what is I, that I just,
2: oh the arnold was feeling this way the whole time
0: she was like what and we and we saw and i talked about this whenever after we had our our cry fest night our sad girl sleepover passed out And then when we all
1: woke up, hashtag sad girl, sleepover. (laughs) I
0: love it. We, we fucking, we had a brief morning chat because I, I I stopped and I was, I knocked on Sly's door and I was like, Hey, like, dude, or how are you? And we kind of opened up a little bit to each other. Um, Saya talked about how she feels like she made the wrong choice and like, oh, she felt bad about this. And I was like, don't you fucking feel bad about yeah, yeah. any of this. Like, you did. Just- <laughs> I was like, there's nothing <sighs> evil about you. I'm fucking angry that they felt that way. With They were going to fucking yeah, kill yeah, you yeah, yeah. without thinking to look for alternate, like, routes. Which is, Arnadell's just so mad about that. Like, she's never, I wrote... Guys, I wrote a journal entry for, for Arnadelle.
3: Yeah, like, I can't wait to read your that. your heart had so much had to say. I had so much to
0: say, and I was not trying to, like, just vomit, word vomit during the game. So I, I'll post that to our Patreon. Arnadel's very much on Saya's side with this, and... Oh, yeah, she, she totally got
3: that from you. She's yeah. feeling the love so hard, and she really needs it right now, and starting to feel more and more like you guys are her family. Aww. The more she is spending time with her actual family, whether it's a memory or not, uh-huh. she, she realizes that, like, she kind of had that love she was looking for with you guys. It's very, Aww. it's... Yeah. This is so happening.
1: Disney movie. Her. I know.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, some yep. other major shit happened after we figured all this out. Um, oh, but in Sprinkled in the middle of all that, you got a bunch of artifacts presents you got paid oh yes we
2: got wonderful gifts so wonderful my gorgeous flask of never-ending ale crafted with beautiful dwarven runes car cried a little bit the perfect gift
1: (laughs) (laughs) they're so good at christmas truly
2: truly the gift (laughs) that keeps on giving
1: (laughs) Uh, uh um that was pretty tight that was engraved beautifully yeah, and then uh, what were you saying? Sorry, Brit.
2: About about your hottest. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Moment.
1: What happened next? Your steamy moment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, it was. I would say it was more of like a Twitter-pated moment. We'll save the steaminess for later. A Twitter page, Twitter yeah, painted? Twitter page.
2: Have you guys it's, never seen it's Bambi? When you, it's when you live stream it, and
1: <laughs> and then you tweet about it. Exactly,
2: <laughs> when you live stream it on Twitter.
1: Okay, is Twitter painted a real <laughs> word? That's kiss. not a real word. Have you
0: guys like- never fucking seen Bambi? When I was when you seven, ba- that's fucking the Bambi guys like Twitter painted. There's a whole fucking song about. It. Or I think they have a song. I don't know. They Thumper the rabbit and the, the flower. That's an odd one right, to have a song did.
1: based okay. around. Right, oh my god! It. All right, we've well, talked whatever. about Disney so much already. <laughs>
0: Twitter painted. Oh, okay. um, Arnadell was just very. It was a sweet moment. It was a very sweet moment. She went nervously, and you guys are her fucking girlfriend. She's so happy to have like like super good friends yeah. who can give her makeovers <laughs> she's never had this oh before. yeah car got you oh, looking yeah. fine and you guys gave her a makeover because she was like <laughs> she was like the intense intensity intensity oh by the way um so Aaron wants to say hi <laughs> can you help this out right here so you guys braided her hair and cara uh, so saya braided her hair Kara like gave her some like figure forming like help
1: boob lifting Yeah.
0: Yep. Yep. Went down. Got a sense. We had our little chat and then she just was like, you know what? Fuck this. She was about to leave and just like kind of be awkward. But she's like, no, 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 no. She turned around and grabbed his fucking hand and slingshotted him in for a fucking kiss and it worked it was nice
1: that was a natural it 20 kiss it was so kiss. beautiful it was so beautiful
2: yeah we witnessed it right and yeah and we were, we were on around, around the corner like you yes. <laughs> creeps yas yes,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and
3: then i oh, sashayed
2: <laughs>
1: into valerius's library to to get my book yeah. on uh and then after that happened the other two of you saw something
2: Oh my god, that bird flew out of the sky in an underground place.
1: Mm-hmm. Super weird.
2: <laughs> Super weird. Uh, and had like an arrow struck through it with, uh, with the note for us. It didn't
1: have an arrow struck through it. It wasn't... Oh, no. Her, obviously, the bird was clearly drugged. Oh, yeah. There was something wrong with yeah. it.
2: Yeah, like it ended up like breaking its wing on the impact. That's right. That's right. And Kara put it out of its poor, poor misery. Mm-hmm.
1: Do you remember what the note said?
2: Oh my god, that we have to bring Silvar to and Rem to the Empress I wanted to say Selene, but this is not true. No. Sar,
0: Sarina. <laughs> Wait,
2: Sarina.
0: The, and the Sar- Sarina.
2: The Sarina, the yeah.
1: Sarina. Do you remember their um, their name? Hell no. Sarina Sario the that Second.
2: That's funny. some <laughs> alliteration right there. And 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 we found that Isolde is like
1: princess is old Tristane cousin to the crown
2: cousin to the crown and the
1: note yeah the note had said we expect you to both rem and Silvar. we expect you to hand them over to our custody in no less than two days time or the crown by all its might and divine authority shall resort to extrajudicial means yeah
2: that did not sound great
3: who do we know who that came from
2: from the the
1: sarina herself Uh, so the highest authority in the land of the country you are presumably in though you guys haven't exactly met or experienced a lot of the country other than the lands the wastes that you have been in thus far yeah right so you probably have some you have some gaps in your knowledge about what what that's is sweet. exactly happening so that's yeah that's totally where we begin our game the two of you Saye and Kara are standing now in the courtyard of the Elysium Keep with this dead bird that Kara has put out of its misery. Saye, you've just read this note aloud to Kara. And uh, Arnadel, you are now have been conscripted by Valerius to start organizing papers and stuff in his back room as you are looking for some kind of answer as to what is going on with old, and Aaron is literally standing like across from you, just leaning now back against the bar, just kind of stunned.
0: Oh, I thought you were gonna say it was checking out my ass.
1: (laughs) You know that like (laughs) You don't know. You don't know. He's a rogue. He's very stealthy. (laughs) You have no idea where where his eyes are. Uh all right. So I yeah let's go yeah, let's go ahead and start with Kara and Saye. What's going on?
2: Wow, that sounds like some serious shit.
3: Uh should we go show this to Arnie?
2: I I think we should take this to Rem, you know. It's kind of about her.
1: Yeah, but this bird came to us. <laughs> it didn't necessarily come to you. It just you you happened to see it land in the middle of the courtyard and remember you ran down to go see mm-hmm. it. Yeah. It wasn't for yes. you. The, Throw it away. We inter- we intercepted it. Yeah, the bird You're sort right. of careened like in a drunken fashion almost and threw itself against the ground as if it had no Ugh. care whatsoever for its own life.
2: That's really sad. Yeah. Really sad. <laughs> that's yeah. Awful.
3: Um okay. Then yeah let's let's go let's go take it to Rim. I shouldn't be
2: making these decisions on my own anymore, obviously. Oh uh, you know, that's why we're here for you. I mean after all, we did agree. <laughs> we did all of us come to an accord that, you know, that was a good idea, so we're all to blame. You shouldn't uh, take it so seriously.
3: Uh, I know we did this already, but she's gonna hug you.
1: We're all there. Can be those games. <laughs> uh, all right, so she right, needs it. So yeah, so
2: we will. We will head. Uh, try to find our way to. Uh, I guess go to. Yoshi yeah. Rim and be like, hey, this looks important. Well, uh, I think she's probably with the Zold.
3: Then yeah. Yeah, I think that's the last place I went. Yeah.
1: So you make your way up um, through the courtyard, up the stairs of the arcane tower, and head down that ward that you had seen, like, roughly on the second level, off to the left, and um, the door that you were in before is in front of you. Knock,
2: knock, knock.
1: Yeah, so you knock on the door, and uh, you hear scrambling sounds from inside, and then the door opens, and a very haggard-looking Rem comes to the door. It looks like she probably hasn't slept during the night. Um, And you see behind you, Kristoff isn't in there, it's just Isolde is still passed out uh, on the bed, and Rem looks at both of you. Yeah? Do you have
2: the note? You, you would have I, I probably have it. I yeah. just, I just it to I would have handed her. it
1: to you. <laughs> <laughs> True. She looks at you, sort of like with that misty-eyed, like confusion of somebody who's been awake for way too long. And uh, she takes the note and looks at it for a minute, and then, like, kind of looks in again with a more serious expression.
2: Kara says, uh, "Maybe you should read this when you're uh, more well rested."
1: Uh, we how did you get this a bird just basically
3: crashed into the keep with this note on yeah him.
1: in the middle of
2: the courtyard it was fucking weird i had never seen nothing like that
1: um i see
2: we don't know where it came
3: from
1: well i think it's quite clear where it came from
2: I don't think I know. <laughs> yeah, the Zarina Zarina or whatever. I think I had a cousin named Zarina. Uh, I don't think I bothered to make a check about no, it. No, <laughs> nobody nobody did. So you guys are like, I don't know. Here's the note. Uh so, this is your area. Of expertise. This is weird. <laughs> what? What's oh, so,
1: who dis? Um, I like
2: can't even read. What is so this? Whatever.
1: What is this? Paper. Uh so she Very suddenly, her face remains completely calm, but her hands, like, crumple the page in, like, this very angry, sudden gesture. Like, that that scary moment when somebody keeps that completely calm face, but the rage, like, of their body tensing up is just seething, terrifying. Uh, And she looks at both of you and, I see. Thank you for giving this to me. We shall discuss this later. Right now I'm busy. Please go.
2: Okay, well. immediately start walking away. Oh yeah, Kara inherently starts walking towards the direction of where Arnadel would be. Yeah,
1: uh, and <laughs> you hear the slam of a door behind you as Rem closes the door.
2: And you guys and are sort of- Kara feels really sad. Yeah, in
1: the hallway, feeling really weird. Um, it was a weird social encounter. And then yes. we're gonna jump back to Arnadel. So right now, uh, you are both- it is early morning- you're in the, the Middle Sister Tavern and you have just smooched the hell out of Aaron Shadewalker and he is Woo! yeah now yeah oh just God. sort of staring at you and Valerius has not taken any of the social cues of this situation and he's holding this big stack of books and he comes over um yes yes so you were going to help help me investigate okay you, t- take this take this and uh he shoves like three of these big dusty tomes into your hand and sort of turns around and you can see he's got a quill stuck behind his ear and the streak of black ink <laughs> behind one of his quill his quills i guess he doesn't have ears Dragonborn have ear holes cuz yeah. they're lizards yep. <laughs>
2: cuz they're reptiles.
1: Okay, so in so he's a green dragonborn. So instead of horns, he has like these spiky porcupine quills almost and he's just stuck his quill into one of them and you can see this little black trail he of stuck ink stuck his quill
2: behind him.
1: Yeah.
0: Valerius, I am feeling so much more akin to Valerius cuz like I I'm like I'm not I, I guess I wouldn't even notice this like you're painting the scene, but Arnadel's just like, yeah, I'm in my fucking element right now. Give me those papers.
1: <laughs> Let me get at those Ugh. words. Yeah, he's so he's got an ink stain on his face is not paying attention at all. Uh, so, oh, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I was researching different forms of perhaps some kind of sleep enchantment that might be occurring i i i don't know your specific so those are rudimentary texts on possession so if if you could do that and as he's explaining that he's walking away from you back into his office so you <laughs> only catch the tail end of what he's saying so you are now currently standing there with three heavy books in your hand valerius's office door is open aaron is there um
0: okay so sorry i'm not now's not the time so i i actually i'm kind Focus. of like i listened to what Valerius is saying and I'm like, no, 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 sleep. No. So I, I like, I, I without, you know, I carry the books with me and I run in after him into his room and I'm like, um, Val- Valerius, I think if you have a moment, I know this is very urgent, but I think this is vitally important. I need to share some details about what I, I
1: saw. I think that would help. Yeah. Uh, y- yes, I'm. I'm sorry. And he, at this point, he stops. He was just bent over behind his desk rummaging through something. And he sort of like slowly raises himself up the edge of the desk. And he goes, <sighs> I'm sorry, dear. Yes. um, More details? That yeah. would be extremely helpful. Right now, we are working under an extremely undetailed situation. So, yeah. yes, anything you could provide would be Great, and the ink just sort of like keeps rolling on his face <laughs> at this point.
0: So she again, she's totally unaware of this ink situation. She's like very hyper focused <laughs> on this, um, and she's like, uh, she pulls out some. She sees in the stack that she's holding a couple of like blank sheets of parchment, um, and so she's like, she hands it to him, and I'm like, okay, um, you go ahead and take these notes. Uh, so I, I ran in, and what all I saw was a lot of chaos as um, I- old had collapsed after a lot of screaming. And it sounded like both she and Saya had been screaming. Um, Saya was encased. And I explain everything. Cause I'm like, Oh shit. I don't remember all the fine details of this scene. Mm-hmm. So she explains everything that she saw in the moment that she ran, busted through the doors. And then I won't, she explains there was also a smell. Um, it was really Im- specific. It's hard to put. You know when you're in an apothecary, S-
1: specific to the to an area or to the general atmosphere.
0: It was like Valerius. You know whenever you're you're doing an experiment or maybe making a new potion, and yes. when it reacts, it leaves a smell behind. Um, almost like I mean, you know, when lightning. Cracks. There's the smell of ozone, you know, like, it's, it's like, I don't, that's the only thing I can describe. Um, She's thinking about it, like,
1: (laughs) I'm grateful. He's he's totally vibing with you. Okay, cool. Uh, It's like that scene when two people who, like, are really good at math or, like, (laughs) like physics <laughs> right? Are, are talking to each other <laughs> yeah. yeah and there's just math and like yeah there's no around. words for this <laughs> uh and they're you're you're totally vibing with him he's right there yeah um and then what i saw
0: with isold I, I have this ability i can kind of like just see magic i can just see magical registers oh, yes um,
1: yes absolutely detect magic here warlock Eldric side of course um.
0: Ardidell, that went over Ardel's head <laughs> blah, 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 she, she, she's, she's uh, she just doesn't she's kind of still doesn't know other people know this about her yeah, so she he like, doesn't
1: notice you do that at all um sure
0: so she's like uh yeah that um and 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 it was unlike anything I've ever seen it was not from this world and I give the description I, of the eating and the I, feeling it gave me
1: interesting. So what you propose, this sounds like some kind of rudimentary teleportation magic, if I would have to guess. I mean, the leaving of a traced in in such an obvious fashion that would lead one to believe that the the spellcaster themselves didn't have complete or absolute control over the situation. I would guess that perhaps there was some being that teleported there, and this sounds like a signature of scum, some, some kind um, I would like you both to do a shared arcana check so you basically you're riffing what is going to happen you guys are giving each other advantage as you're going through and I'm going to take the combined total of both of your rolls to see if you guys make this check
2: fuck yeah that's pretty cool. Do your magic shit.
1: Oh man. Okay. Wizards of the coast d20 natural 20. I'm just saying. Oh, I rolled I only rolled a I rolled a 14. Okay, that's fine, hey, <laughs> wizards. Well, I guess it was automatic save. Sick. Wow. Okay. So I'm going to say if you're comfortable with this, you guys spend about 20, 30 minutes doing this. Where you're sharing information and bouncing ideas. And sort of cumulatively at the end of it, you both figure out, piecing together the clues, what you saw exactly. It does very much seem like a creature of some kind was present in the room and was casting spells, which eliminates a couple of things. It wasn't a divine thing. It wasn't that Saye was possessed by anything. There was something else there in the room that was untraceable, unsensible. So that gives you the idea of planar travel is something. So something that maybe was in another plane and then popped in and popped out.
2: Oh,
0: okay.
1: Um, you're not really able to assess what it might be doing. Like it, why it's interested in your monk friend. But that opens up a bunch of new doors. Um, so you figure out a lot of shit with that combined role.
0: Last thing I want to say to Valerius is um, thank you. Do you need uh, anything else for me? N-
1: no, but you, that um, young gentleman of yours has passed by the door about six or seven times with a, a, a tray of tea. If he, he could, you could just ask him to bring that in here for me. I would very much appreciate it. <laughs> she, and as like you she sort of, turns around yeah turn around and Aaron is just lingering there like on the other side of the door and he's got like this teapot in his hands with a cup of tea and he's just sort of like <laughs> deciding whether or not to walk past or like come in She Arnadel just Arnadel walks over there
0: confidently and grabs the tea tray from his hands and then just gives him a wink and turns
1: around and goes and gives it to Valerius uh, wonderful, just... It, 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 if you find anything else, let me know, but I'm going to refer to... And he just starts scrolling through other bookshelves on his wall. Uh, jumping back. <laughs> while Nasim is eating a giant fucking burrito. <laughs>
2: Welcome <laughs> to so the so hungry. I got really hungry. Burritos. <laughs> uh, Alright, so we gave... We the- we we're good from the net. We're awkwardly to-
3: standing in the hallway, or we're yeah. walking to Arnadell.
2: Yeah, Kara-, Kara just beelines it to Arnadel, because she's like, she needs to fucking know. We're we're a squad. We gotta we gotta we gotta be a squad.
3: Yeah, so we're Uh-oh. squad walking to
2: Arnadell. <laughs> what does I that do. look like? What a squad walking! It's like our stuff? elbows are out and walking. Yeah, we're we're strut perfectly in perfectly.
1: You have matching jackets
2: <laughs> on. Gods. Squad exactly.
0: walking is the best thing I've ever <laughs> heard. Oh, we, my uh, fucking neighbor. God. Squad <laughs> We have a rehearsed step Guad- Walking?
1: Squad <laughs> <laughs> All right, so because of D&D, I'm going to sync it up for the time after the 20 minutes Arnadel has spent talking to Valerius. That was the whole time you guys went up there, went down. It's a long walk, stairs, awkward situation. Yeah. And you make your way back to the tavern where last you had seen Arnadel. Uh, and you walk in, the doors are still open. Uh, you see Aaron is just, a, he has decided to take a seat at a table. He clearly doesn't know what to do uh-huh. with his hands. At the, he's just like, I don't know. And you hear the, the ending conversation and the rattle of teacups coming from inside of Valerius's office.
2: Kara immediately bellies up to the bar and looks over the counter like, should I serve
1: myself? <laughs> D is not there. So last time you saw D, you had walked into the barracks and she had been corralling at least right, 30 dropped, different we children. We dropped the baby off with yeah, her. Yeah, you had thrust the baby into her arms and she's like, what the <laughs> fuck? And like 30 kids are around her in the barracks oh right God. now Poor of boy. the keep. So there is nobody there currently.
2: Yeah, so she after she like kinda looks around the bar and then she just hops back around and just fills up her own glass.
1: <laughs> yeah. No nobody stops you and uh Aaron is like, uh, could I actually get one of those if you don't if you don't mind? She yeah, she points at him, she's like, You got him, my man He points back with his two fingers <laughs> and then gives you a look.
2: <laughs> she gives she gives him a wink. Just wide, what? Like, <laughs> unblinking
1: eyes. He sort of shakes his head and gives you a look again. Do you want to make an insight check to see what he's trying to
2: After after he gives me the like the second look after I give him the wink, I just like motion with my hand like just fucking come over okay.
1: here. Okay. He he yeah, he kinda shakes his head and just does. Um and just gets around.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what is it?
1: Shit, Kara, I, I don't I I don't even know. I don't even know what just happened. It was like, I, she's there. Oh, I
2: saw it. It was so good. It's about fucking time. What? Because it bros now. We we have this talk that you should make a no, move wait, on there, you but you it? didn't. We were, what? <laughs> well, we
1: we we was
2: around.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, we get around. Uh, to- totally. Uh, yeah. It was. T- <sighs> yeah. Right. It's totally. Uh she like
2: gives him yeah. a drink and immediately starts drinking in order to not have to
1: talk. Yeah, he picks up his drink and is very grateful you d- yeah don't <laughs> Saya hey, what are you doing in this moment?
3: Saya is giggling at the two of them and then decides she wants to go try to find um wherever they've got these people that they rescued or evacuated evacuated from the city mm-hmm. and try and help relief efforts. Yeah getting people settled and taken care of.
1: So you're sort of, like, collecting yourself and about to head out of the room, but uh, Arnadel, what are you doing now that your conversation has ended? You hear footsteps, so your friend's coming into the room.
0: Oh, I'm super excited to go see Saya and Kara. Um, I feel a weight has been lifted that, some like, something's being done, you know? Like, the the wagon is moving. So I, at this point, I'm like, you know... Little hair of the dog, the you. Why don't I get a little drinky poo too? Mostly because I see I see Aaron in there, and I just kind of like want to be close to him now. Now that I have that luxury, and we're not like having to go off on a mission, mm-hmm. so I come and sit down next to Aaron and Kara.
1: Is Saya in there too? Yeah. So Saya is about to turn tail. We probably like cross paths. Uh-huh. So if you want to say anything, it looks like Saya is about to leave without saying anything.
0: Oh, I, hey, where are you going?
3: I'm just going to go do what I can to help, um, but I recommend you take advantage of your time right now with you-know-who, because we just got some information that is probably going to take us away very soon. Um,
1: you, uh, what? Vis- you see Aaron's face, just, he hides it with his glass, as you say that openly to the room.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so I look at Sai and I'm like, what uh, What happened? Why, why do you say that? It, it's like, a, mo- you know, you just literally told her, like, what, what happened? She doesn't right. know. This
3: time, Saya, she quietly says to Arnadel, we got a note from a bird that crashed into the keep, demanding
1: ramass. <laughs> oh, this is D&D, you guys. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous conversations. Yeah, this, is, is.
0: this was our afternoon. Yeah. Uh, so she's like, a, a bird. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> So she's like, "Oh yeah." So you, I, yeah, it's just like, "Oh shit!" But yeah, exactly, Elvin swearing. Um, okay, all right. <laughs> Do you? I, okay. I want to help. I'm gonna. I'll be out in a little bit to help you with the relief effort. I, I kind of want to. You know, I'm like on a roll right now. I'm gonna. I'm gonna of roll. Of course. Well, yeah. You you know where to find me. But all right. No I'll more. be out. I'll be out in a little bit. <laughs>
2: Talk to you later. <laughs> uh you you see you see Kara very casually cleaning a glass behind the bar. She's obviously made herself very
1: at home. Oh yes. She's
2: like, what'll it be on the Dell? It's <laughs> in the back of her mind she's like, uh, oh, this is what I really want in
1: life. Oh, own <laughs> to own a tavern. Yeah. Aaron has moved around the bar, so he's not behind it anymore, and he's like sitting at a stool and he sort of he he like Pushes it out for you, Arnadell, as you come over.
0: I sit down. I'm like, oh, thank you. Um, and then whatever car hands me, I just kind of like
1: take a sip. And
0: she <laughs> hands you a wheat
2: beer. Oh, bo- <laughs> Arnadel's <laughs> like, gross. Holds
0: it up to the light. and You're like, you can see through this.
2: Oh, I forgot you was a stout girl. <laughs> I mean, you're not like a stout girl. You're very, you're very wayfished. But you know, yourself. Aaron
1: <laughs>, laughs too hard.
2: Oh man! So and she pours you a new. I almost choked on my burrito.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is hilarious. So I, I we're, I'm giggling my ass off, and I, I imagine us just like settling into comfortable, fun conversation, mm-hmm. right?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, so let's explore what Saye is choosing to do right now for a bit.
3: Is there anyone around, I don't know, who, who looks like they know what they're doing, that I can ask, <laughs> uh, s- excuse me, is there something I can do to help take care of these kids, or I, I don't Wait, know. Wait, who are you
1: talking to? The, the halls are pretty much empty at this point.
3: I'm just talking to the halls, I guess. You're like, hello, <laughs> to the fucking someone? walls.
1: Um, you, you hear a slight breeze behind you. And you, you oh. turn around suddenly, and Vlad is sort of, like, standing there in one of the hallways. Of course it is. Hello, madam. Oh my god, Vlad.
3: <laughs> so he's a little bit startled, but excited to see him.
1: I'm I apologize for my frightening visage. It is after many years of pain and suffering. I appear so.
3: Oh no, she puts a hand on his shoulder. It's, it's not you at all. You just snuck up on me. Oh, it's
1: always me. That's all right, madam. I'm used Um, to it. How can I help you today?
3: I was just wondering how everything's going with the refugees from the city. If There's something I can do to help.
1: They are contained for the moment. The children are quite well behaved. I check in on them periodically. Did you want to visit them or were you looking... To speak to those who are held in the domes above.
3: I guess I could speak to the kids, but however, how do you think would be the most helpful?
1: I do not know if there is anything you can do to help there, specifically. I have jumped around quite a bit. It seems our leadership team is distracted at the moment. I believe Kristoff may be interrogating this one you call Silvar presently
0: whoa shit you know i kind of have like a weird mild crush on Kristoff. is that weird no <laughs> that is he's, he's great All right, <laughs> has got a cute
2: buzz cut and a nice oh light. yeah all
0: right uh vlad i'd really actually i'd
3: uh, like to see what's going on up there could you take me to wherever Kristoff is interviewing or <laughs>
1: <interrogating>? <laughs> so <laughs> it's definitely an interrogation madam It is not an interview. Oh,
2: Vlad, I love you so much.
1: (laughs) I can take you there if the madam wishes, though you may not find it pleasant.
0: Oh, I don't want to think of Kristoff this way.
1: Actually, madam, if you could wait one moment, I do have a message for the Lady Kara. Her presence is requested elsewhere. If you will wait outside for me.
3: Uh, okay, alright,
1: alright, I'll hang out, yeah. Uh, he drifts away, Lightning's, lightning fast. He moves so fast for such How a big man, and you don't hear doing? anything. You have no idea. He's a ghost.
3: He's a vampire, that's what
1: I think. So, it takes a while for you all in the bar to notice that Vlad, he just suddenly appears, and Aaron goes, oh my god, and uh, right behind you, he's the first one to notice. He's like, Vlad! My man! And he claps him on the back. How's it going? Any less... Do me? And Vlad. No, it's the same as always. (laughs) But I have a message. You wanna...
2: (laughs) You wanna drink while you're here?
1: Oh, I do not drink anymore since that fateful day. And, uh... Oh, that's too bad. And he hands you... What is basically a post-it note? It's got <laughs> okay. it's got glue on one side of it, and he it's stuck to uh-huh. his. It's neon. Pink. It is, and he it's stuck to his hand, and he sort of picks at it, and then slaps it down on the bar in front of you. It seems the artificers have taken some kind of interest in you. I do not have time to escort you. I am escorting the Madame Solier somewhere else. Farewell. Kara
2: immediately hands Arnie the sticky note. And was like, what's this say? Oh, uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so yes. the the note...
2: Still not a read.
1: <laughs> the note itself says, Hey! Heard you were around. Dwarf who doesn't like magic, huh? With a question mark. Come to the workshop. Signed, Gidget.
0: Oh. Gidget.
1: I love Gidget. And it's just written in these big, like, messy letters across this tiny little piece of paper. It's pretty hard to read, actually.
2: Well, uh, okay. Gidget.
0: I thought his his last name was Glitch, wasn't it? Uh
1: Uh-huh.
0: With glitch. Gidget must be one of his apprentices.
1: You haven't heard the name before. Uh, And Vlad is gone by the time you're done reading the note. You have no idea where he went.
0: So Wait, are you leaving Arnadel and Aaron alone?
2: Yeah, she's uh, she uh, fills up your glasses. To the engine is like, all right. Well, I'm gonna go do this. Uh, Makes my choices, kids. What do you? I'll see you later. This is really fun. We're <laughs> about to
1: have three different scenes. Oh so- shit!
2: Okay, all right. <laughs> oh my god! Can you believe the budding romance? It just fills me up with so much love but we're going to take a moment from that budding romance for something that you, my players, are also going to fall in love with. And that is Kobold Press, which if you don't know already, is a third-party design company for RPG products with a range of books and supplements on monsters, adventures, and settings for both Pathfinder and 5th Ed D&D. The Kobold in chief is Wolfgang Bauer. as a well-known game designer who got his start writing for Dungeon Magazine back in 1991. We're talking a pro. But they also have a new supplement out, which is Genies Great and Small, 21 New Genies of Zakara. It expands the options for all of your Al-Kadim, Forgotten Realms, or Homebrew campaign settings, with more than 20 new genies. Including Minor Gen, Huge Sandstorm and Oasis Genies, and Test Genies. Can you imagine all the shenanigans that your party is gonna get into with all of these gins flying around? There's also a template for you to make your own. And it is available both as a PDF and in print on the DMs Guild. So check it out for much more lore and much more about those spirits in the lamp. Simply go to DMSguild.com and search genies great and small. <laughs>
1: All right, who wants to go first?
2: Oh boy, I don't even know. Do we want to roll? <laughs> not me, because I got my burrito.
1: Okay.
2: <laughs> I mean, we're we left off with Ardenel and Eric <laughs> <All right>.
1: together. <laughs> Sorry. And let's,
2: Kara let's out. Let's do that. So I feel like that
0: makes
1: the most okay, sense. Okay,
0: I I'm gonna just say right now, guys. I'm moving the chat so I can't see it because I'm not gonna be able to play.
1: Fair enough. All right, so. Aaron, after Kara walks out of the room, he uh, swills his drink a- la- around for a little bit, so he's got like half a beer left, and he's like, "So things have been pretty intense lately. um, Do you want to get out of here for a bit?" <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. High five. Me, sorry, I'm
0: still trying to compose myself. Um, she, okay. She's like, she's like. High five yeah sure
1: where do you want to go my place there's yours. a no i mean there's a there's a place nearby that i like to visit sometimes i i think you might like it oh if you're it's called
0: cuddler's cove <laughs> yeah it's called Arnadel's pants
1: oh, oh boy oh, wow.
0: Arnadel hey, doesn't oh. wear pants you guys
1: <laughs> only robes that's and valid only robes
0: that's valid <laughs> um, what would the equivalent of medieval underwear be um, okay, so I ran out a lot of stuff, like three yeah, lot, or four yeah.
1: layers of stuff. <laughs> yeah,
0: they did. It was gross. Um, Much blue. So yeah, she goes.
1: Okay, great. Uh, so he he actually leads you out, and he offers you a hand in a very like debonair sort of "come with me, my lady" gesture. And he grin. He has a shitty eating grin, and he like bows. Wait, awkwardly can you demonst- to you.
0: Can you demonstrate a shit eating grin? <laughs>
1: one of those like (laughs) hey
0: uh, sorry I'm sorry absolutely she goes for it she's like she's kind of she's grinning doofusly she's just like
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's one of those things where he like sort of bites his bottom lip and is like come with me and um, actually leads you the common room itself as you remember it has this set of double glass doors that lead to this balcony structure outside of it. And he pulls you towards that and opens the door so you're standing now on this balcony. I have a charm of sorts that lets me move around easily this cavern so all you have to do is close your eyes.
2: Shh she
0: um, she closes her eyes she just kind of she's like smiling serenely because she's like this is actually lovely we're finally being cool with each other and not awkward so she yeah she closes her eyes and she's like all right take take me
1: you feel that gentle glow of teleportation that you've experienced before but it's a less intense sensation um you can tell you're not going very far And when you open your eyes again, you immediately get the smell and the senses of being in a more closed sort of cavern. Uh, You can hear the sounds of water moving somewhere around you, and you get... um, It's a very earthy smell, um, but there's also these fresh kind of strange scents that you've never experienced before. And when you open your eyes, it takes you a minute to adjust to the surroundings, And you see you're standing right by the edge of this underground stream that's moving through. And the cavern itself is like a moderately sized cavern. And there are all these glowing mushrooms that are like dotting the walls and the floor around you. And you see these sparkling lights going up like fireflies almost in the middle of this. It's beautiful. As you're looking around at all these different multicolored mushroom caps, and you're standing right by this little stream. And it takes you a minute, and you can focus in on his face because it's dark, other than the luminescent glow of these mushrooms underneath you. Oh my God. Nassim Stop. and Sage are being this is so. Just- <clears throat>
3: <laughs> this is the most romantic scene you've ever described, I think. Oh and my I'm just- God. I'm just falling in love Safe with this moment.
1: Exactly. I'm just. I'm so happy for the two of them right now. This is
3: gorgeous. The scene that's about to unfold. I'm so sad. Sky is like, not
1: there. He he looks at you for a moment, and he sort of like that concerned look. Like, is this okay? Like, as he looks at you, this is um, this is sort of somewhere I like to come when things get a little much. You know, it's nearby, but I. I, I don't know. Maybe you know why this glows or what these creatures are, but I just do. I find it really peaceful. No, do you want to make an Arcana trick?
0: Yeah, uh, just just because I'm, you know, I, when I'm I'm so out of my element right now. Arnadell wants to like she, her crush, just being smart. <laughs> so if he says that, he's just being sweet and cute and. Explaining himself, you know, and just kind of like trying to make conversation, where she's like, "Oh, I probably know what these are." So, um, oh, ooh wee, um, that's gonna be a twenty-two.
1: Oh shit! Yeah. So you have never seen an environment like this. You have never been so underground or been exposed to this. But you recognize, I mean, the bioluminescent mushrooms around you specifically—they have an arcane glow. About them and you realize that you are looking at species you've seen in encyclopedia before of those sheer like underdark sort of species that only grow in very specific places um so these are a bunch of rare and incredible species all around you and those little glowing lights um you're not exactly sure what they are but they could be resonance of either fairy magic or just natural creatures that thrive in deep underground environments. I mean, you're just impressed. Everything here you've read about in books, but you've never actually seen. So there's a sense of wonder also.
0: Yeah, like like not only like the visual of what I'm getting, but like, holy shit, Like I could collect some of this <laughs> and be good for some experience. So there's like the double-sided like, I'm so yeah, super impressed by, th- thoroughly impressed by this. Oh and yeah, I'm just like, oh wow, this is, this is wonderful. And I, I turn to look at him, and my eyes are all big and shiny and, and dewy.
1: Yeah, he definitely and gorgeous yeah. and sultry. Uh, and he he definitely <laughs>, laughs a little bit, and he's like, yeah, I, I mean, you've just you've read so much. I I figured maybe I could show you something you hadn't seen before. And he, yeah, and he sort of takes your hand and leads <laughs> you, try, and starts to lead you down this pathway that is right along this stream, and you can hear water falling into other caverns somewhere nearby, but you can't see it just in the pitch blackness of all of this, just the glow of the mushrooms around you.
0: I
3: Go skinny-dubing.
0: I'm so overwhelmed with this, and I'm so touched <laughs> that he thought, you know, I'm just like, wow. So I I kinda turn and I I just very calmly, you know, slowly, so he has time to react, but or embrace this, I just grab his hands and I like just hold both of his hands like, you know, forward Mm -hmm. facing. And I'm kinda giving him the the clue of like
1: uh uh,
0: It's about that time. (laughs)
1: Let's see if he gets it.
0: You're gonna make him roll?
2: Is he that dead?
1: You guys, another natural twenty. I'm just saying. All right. So I've only yeah. ever these are the rolled best kisses. this <laughs> dice from Chris Perkins, and because I'm believing it's from Chris Perkins who sent this to me personally, personally. Um, obviously, and it's only ever rolled natural twenties. So. That's oh,
0: sweet. So yeah, tell me, tell me what, tell so me more, tell he, me why he Bam. takes
3: your hands. And She
0: rolled a natural twenty last time, so
3: these it's two are already to so hot yeah. for to each be. other because it's you're be. great kissers. So
1: he he takes your hands in that perfect way where he. Immediately gets the cue, and it's just the lacing of fingers, and you feel just perfect warm palms, and he just gives you this look um, into your eyes, and it's that look of complete, like, peace, understanding, this is so right, and he leans down, and he just reaches one hand, like, up to your chin, and (sighs) kisses you so gently and soft perfectly in this moment and he but it's brief and then he pulls away and he smiles he's like you haven't seen everything yet a
2: whole new world
1: (laughs) oh my god these two this is so hard
0: (laughs) this is so magical Arnadel's so okay you guys Arnadel is fucking in love this has gone from fucking
2: high school oh my crush God, this is to really full fledged. <laughs> <like dying. laughs> I'm, I'm crying.
0: Yeah, right they, now. They're, they're, this is awesome. So yeah, <laughs>
1: uh, so he oh, he takes that moment to usher you and pull you playfully like forward on. Like we don't have time for this. Like we're, we, yeah, I gotta show you more frolicking. things. <laughs> yeah and he he pulls you yeah deeper into the cavern until you move and you stand on the the stream itself parts and forms this little like island circle in the middle of this cavern, and the minute you step onto it, it feels like the spongy moss underneath your feet, and you begin to hear this like little the sounds of small melodies almost coming around like tiny little voices are singing around you. Wait, are you in the
0: see- real world for me? Jesus, that's going to kill
2: any possibility <laughs> of, like, real romance.
1: I'm sorry. Fuck. Only I will D&D. never find
2: love as real as this. Exactly. Can't compete with my NPC <laughs> boyfriend. Sorry, boo. So as you step
1: onto the moss, you see immediately from this canopy, like, on the ground, these lights again like these little fireflies just begin to shoot up and they are also like singing this song in unison and they seem to like scatter away frightfully from the little platform and begin to form this kind of ring in midair so there's this glowing white ring around you and he pulls you into the middle of it so I think I'm not really sure I'm not I don't read nearly as much as you but I think these are fairy of a kind but they're really sweet sometimes i just listen to them it makes me feel better about everything that's happening
0: this is very touching arnold's just she's listening to him and she's listening to the music and she's just thinking like she just got so close to a very unraveling and breaking you know she got close to a breaking point she was ready to kill people that she was, is supposed to be working for. She almost, you know, there's the last couple of episodes are kind of floating in, in the back of her mind and she's thinking, she's looking at this way that he's got his coping mechanisms, which are very healthy and beautiful. <laughs> and she's like, wow, this is, she's, yeah, you're, she's getting really swept away.
1: He indicates that like, he's starting to sit down and he's trying to like pull you to sit down with him, like cross-legged on this little island the middle Jeez. of everything,
3: oh. they're sitting down. She sits.
1: <laughs> so, I know I said it before, and we honestly have haven't gotten much of a chance to get to know each other. I guess in all of this, I I feel like I know who you are pretty well, but was there anything you wanted to know about me? It's a trap! Don't do it. Yeah, uh, and he again he gives you that look where he's sort of he's just definitely searching around.
0: She grabs his hands again. She really likes his hands. She's just like, oh my god, these hands are so nice. And she's like, they're very calloused,
1: like they've worked oh, very fuck hard. Fuck yeah. <laughs>
0: That's oh. so hot. and so she
1: <laughs>
0: she's like, I want to know everything about you.
1: <laughs> he kind of <laughs> okay. Um. W- uh, Start
0: from the beginning. Gorgeous. Okay.
1: <laughs> and uh, let's jump to another scene.
2: Alright. You want to go first or should I? <laughs> go ahead. Alright. Kara is walking to find Gidget and the Artificer.
1: Gidget. The artificer.
2: <laughs> Sounds like you have to say his name like uh,
1: that. Uh, Gidget. So, uh, <laughs> so you you know roughly from the map you've heard where the Artificer's workshop is. So as you Uh look at the general open square of the Elysium Keep, there are actually a set of stables, randomly, that have been put there, and you know that the Artificer's Workshop is just behind that. So you know where to go as you kind of like poke around and
2: She's basically looking for shiny metal things because she's like, even if he had a sign, I wouldn't be able to get right. it. <laughs> so
1: you eventually find the door that you think is the right door. And as you open it up, the immediate smell of sawdust and oil comes to your nose. The, a very familiar workshop smell. You've met, you've met artificers before. The dwarves had quite a few, but most of it was through gnomish technology that had been sort of traded or appropriated from the gnomish people so it's a very familiar smell it actually sort of smells like some of the buildings you frequented when you were younger oh
2: definitely when she was in the merchant's district she would definitely be walking by and smell that familiar scent of like
1: So you you think you're in the right place, and as you go and follow the hallway along, uh, a room opens up in front of you, and you see definitely a workshop space where there are six large tables that are sort of arranged in desk fashion, and all of them are just filled with junk, for lack of a better word. Some of them have sort of half-built structures on them, sort of Uh machine-shaped. Some just have gears, oil cans splattered around them. The whole place is an absolute mess. And you see a couple doors leading off towards where the stalls of the stables are. And as you step Mm -hmm. in, you hear the sound of a large piece of metal falling from one of the back-end tables. Oh! I'm sorry. Just a minute. Who, who is it? And you hear, oh shit! And then, and a bunch of stuff begins to fall off of the table in the back, and you see this large. It almost looks like, yeah, like a horse. Like the body of a horse just topples over, Uh and again, you're like shit, 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 fuck, coming from like the back.
2: Yeah, she runs over, like, oh, can, can I help her anyway? Yeah, and as
1: you get over there, you see this gnomish woman is now collapsed under, like, this huge piece of steel machinery. And the first thing you oh, see no. is this bright pink shock of hair, like, cut in this sort of faux mohawk. And uh-huh. she sort of just, like, pokes her head around, and is like, uh, yeah, a little bit of help would be super appreciated. And, yeah, she tries to, like, lift up the piece and help her, like, scooch out from underneath it. You move it it around, and you see now she she stands up and, like, dusts herself off. She's about six inches shorter than you are being a gnome. And, yeah, just her pink hair, like, hot flaming pink, the same color as the note you received, actually, is just in complete disarray. And you see these huge pair of dusty goggles just on top of her head. Um, and she's dressed in these blue sort of coveralls and just completely covered in oil splatters, mechanic oh, style. You're Kara, right? <laughs> if I don't... Uh, I am. Yeah. Uh, are, are you Gidget? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh. I, I, yeah, I sent you that note. Um. Sorry about the, the weird last minute. I've been trying to get your attention, but uh, apparently there's some kind of drama happening.
2: Uh, i mean isn't there always yeah it seems like that kind it's of It's dungeons and
1: dragons there's always d- drama uh and anyway yeah uh you're the dwarf who doesn't like magic right
2: yeah it's not really my thing so much i just uh yeah i'm very wary <laughs> of it it's a it's a good
1: word. while you're speaking she like has the two goggles on her head and she kind of pulls them up uh-huh. like the elastic style and like they fasten uh-huh. back onto her face. So she's got these big eyes now looking at you through these bifocals. Uh-huh. Yeah. She's really into it. Okay. I, uh, I wanted to talk to you. My cousin said good things about you.
2: Oh, who are your cousins? What did they have to say? What I, this is the first I'm hearing.
1: Oh, about WizBan.
2: Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, he's a good dude.
1: Yeah, he's, he's all right. Uh, she's like, meh. Uh, you can definitely tell she's a lot younger than he is. Um, in terms mm-hmm. of, and gives sort of this meh expression. Uh, I wanted to talk to you. I, I think you have something you might, well, be interested in. I guess I should explain what I do first. Uh, so okay, so Wizban, you know Artificer, Elysium Keep, yeah, super great. Uh, magic creatures. Uh, but there's someone who wants to to build the real thing, right? Sure. It, it, it's just so exciting for me to actually be able to talk to a dwarf. You know, this is sort of uh, it's all it's all political. You know what I mean? It's all really political.
2: I mean, what's so great about dwarves? I mean, I mean, we're no, great, no, 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 it's you know.
1: really great about dwarves. And at this point, she just, she jumps up on the table, and so she's sitting on it, and then sort of, like, uh-huh. scoots her wrenches out of the way, and you see this oil can spill on the far side, but she doesn't really pay it any mind. Uh-huh. No, so you see, dwarves, I- I've studied a lot about what they do, specifically. The-, the way they build things, the way they construct things, and it... it- it's incredible when you think about it just in that way, and then all of a sudden gnomes come in and do okay. magic. At
2: this moment, at this moment, Kara wraps her hand into like the hair on the back of her neck and just pulls her in for a fucking what? kiss. What? Oh, and I, like, <laughs> stop talking, shut up and kiss me.
1: <laughs> kind of like maneuver. Let's go ahead and roll <laughs> a charisma.
2: Oh, shit. Oh, man. I might have to use my gift on this one. (laughs) Oh, no. Using my gift. Reroll that roll. Hey, that's way better. Um, charisma. Alright, alright, alright. I got a 17. Everybody's getting kisses.
1: Yeah, so you you pull her in, and she's just, like, doesn't do anything. She's like, and then pulls away, and she's like, yeah I thought so I pinned that one real quick <laughs> she blushes bright red like
2: her chest her face her entire like everything about Kara is a
1: fucking tomato <laughs> she's like well nice to meet you I guess I like people who are really upfront. Uh, it's nice to have uh someone else you know in the keep and she like makes this kind of stuffy like yeah. Okay. Um, Kara has this
2: really quizzical expression on her face, like, "Oh fuck, did I just really no! fuck up?" Right yeah, now? she's
1: like, she's like, "No, no, 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 <laughs> I figured." But you know, okay. Well, I had a present for you, but maybe I don't have to give you the present. You know, I just. Uh, I'm sorry.
2: (laughs) All she can manage to like forever her. Not the present. Uh,
1: She like, (laughs) she sort of, she looks at your face and slaps her knee and just like is outrageously laughing like at how uncomfortable you are. She's like, oh. She's
2: so, so visibly uncomfortable like, oh my god, please kill me now. Kara's uncomfortable?
1: (laughs) She, she reaches up and like puts her her hand on your hair and just goes woof 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 and like like oh. shoves it around and uh lingers there for a moment she's like okay okay well first well one to charge in all right okay I can deal with that that's great and sort of like twirls her you little know, hair
2: I am a, I am a barbarian
1: uh, she goes yes <laughs> okay. I Noticed and gives you. Uh, she
2: flips her hair, <laughs> kind of like coily.
1: Like, oh god, I'm dying. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, but um, she she puts her hands to head. Uh, uh, back to business. I actually had something for you, but right. business.
2: Uh, oh, okay. Um, Car puts on her business face, which is just saying a very ferocious brow. <laughs>
1: I lost my train of thought. Uh, so the thing is, I work with Wizban a lot to make these creatures, but I'm the one who actually does it. You know, the the mechanics uh-huh. of it. In the Dwarven style, like I was saying. Uh, she laughs when she right. says Dwarven style. Um, like, in a totally like- immature... <laughs> Joking way. <laughs>
2: All right, raises her eyebrow and gives her, like, this <laughs> Yeah, she's
1: like, uh, yep, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, um...
2: Yes, I'm familiar with the dwarven style.
1: Ah, uh, uh she, she, bites her hand, has no idea. Um, and then she's trying to, re- you know, retreat her thought. So, so squirrels. Yeah, oh, yeah, well, I was thinking, you know, since you're part of the club or whatever, that I could help you with your axe.
2: All right. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to ask the question oh, to what? Um. <laughs> and she slaps her knee. Very proud of her the joke that she just made. Because she's like, oh, man, that one was so good.
1: It's going it's to kill me as a DM because <laughs> Gidget likes it, but Celeste doesn't. So, yes! I'm dying. Oh, my dying. God. Oh, yeah. So, um, she, she's like, uh... Yeah, I think you know, uh it's just really important. I I I vibe with you, I guess. Like you know, everything doesn't have to be magic all the time. So I I was just letting you know that if if you ever wanted like upgrades or anything, I'd be totally happy to do them for you. You know.
2: Yeah, no Uh, definitely. I,
1: yeah, I, um... For free, or, you know, know, for (laughs) drinks, or...
2: You know, apparently I'm the new bartender at that, at that tavern. Uh,
1: Hey, well then, I guess I've, uh... You know, because
2: she's so busy
1: with the kids. I've, uh, had a mine, haven't I? Hmm. She (laughs) gives you a look. Feelings mutual,
2: Mm. I guess. And she pulls out her axe and hands it to her, and she's like, I... I know this is
1: in good hands. Uh, as she... She gives her a wink. she picks it up, she drops it immediately, because it's so heavy. Um, she's like, uh, shit! <laughs> it is. <It's> like 15 <laughs> <Yeah>. pounds. <laughs> uh, uh, and she drops on the floor. She's like, shit! Uh, sorry, if you could just leave it on the table. Yeah, no, that was I a just- little... And, uh, she reaches back out and takes one of your braids in her hands and kind of, like, flips it over your shoulder. Uh... She dies. She dies. She blushes. She <laughs> her she is
2: feeling quite twitter pated. Rem who word of the day.
1: Brought to um, you by the letter T. Yeah, if you just wanna Twitch.
2: leave it here, um you know, I love to watch someone work, if you don't mind. Oh you my know, god. Because I appreciate when someone is so passionate about what they do. And, <laughs> and you know, I'm curious <laughs> to learn
1: more. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, you can. Kara you know. is
2: suave as fuck, by the way. <laughs> is she? Uh, go
1: ahead and make a, make a charisma so check for Swave, me to see how terrifying. suave Kara is. All
2: right. A fifteen worth of suave. Gidget
1: is pretty suave. So you feel a little bit embarrassed against how suave she is, but
2: she respects yeah. it
1: though. Uh, yeah, it's solid. So, yeah. so she's like Alright. She's trying to she's trying to meet that game. She's like, well, if you don't mind some actual shop talk, I guess you can hang around. If you can handle it, they'll hands off. Alright. Let's go ahead and jump to Nassim.
2: <laughs> oh my god, great. Because uh, I have to pee like a fucking racehorse. Oh, god! So, oh my god. Oh, <laughs> so it looks like fuck, dude. No. <laughs> it just got worse. no. No, 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 <laughs> no.
1: No. Oh, man. This has just been a game, you guys. This.
0: What the Ugh. fuck, guys? Like, how the <laughs> hell did we get here?
1: I don't know. I'm just the DM.
2: <laughs> oh my god.
1: Let's go. So, Vlad meets you outside. Kara goes her separate way. Annadelle goes her separate (laughs) way. And you are standing outside. Are you ready, madam?
3: Vlad, I love you. Yes, I'm ready. Let's go, Vlad.
1: All right. And he leads you towards where the council chamber was before. And this time, you actually exit through the back doors uh, that you haven't left out before, and so you're standing on that castle kind of archway in between so the battlements between one corner of the keep and the other. And you can see now the two floating orb structures that you haven't noticed before, these half domes kind of floating outside. Yes?
3: Um, I'm just making sure to make a mental note of the path to how to get this yeah. to this
1: place. All right, madam. We will have to travel there by magical means. I have free run of the castle, so as long as you are with me, we can go wherever you would like. Are you ready?
3: I am, so you know where Christoph is inter- interrogating so Yes. Far? Okay,
1: yeah, let's go. Uh, right. He touches your shoulder and you feel this immense, cold darkness engulf you. Whoa and that sense of teleportation, and you arrive. You are standing. It is a super weird situation. All of a sudden, you were in the Elysium Keep, uh, underground, everything around you, and now you're standing on, (laughs) it's basically a floating disk of land that is suspended above where the wastes are, and you can actually see loosely the blue arcane symbols of this dome just encompassing this maybe a half mile by a half mile piece of land. And in the center of it, it looks like you're standing on this very well manicured lawn, like in front of you. And there's this mansion house in front of you that you recognize from when you were in Bastard's Breach and you saw the mansion all around you. It just looks like somebody has cut it with a knife on that half mile basis. And the estate itself is just suspended there. So like literally you, you are at the point where the pathway, like the gate would have entered onto this platform. But it's just cut off behind you and all around you can see just the plummeting distance far below you. Well, we are here. He is inside. Would you like to go further?
3: Yeah. Are you going to come with me the whole way? I shall,
1: madam. Otherwise, you would be stuck here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <I'm>
2: Endearing <true. laughs>
0: and practical.
2: Yeah, I love it. My kind of oh man. Oh my God, this guy. is Saya going to smooch Vlad?
1: <laughs> that would be ridiculous.
2: <laughs> does no. Vlad even What help does he him? look like? see <laughs> might, but I don't know if Saya would. No, I have this very, so, I don't know how many people are familiar with that kind of, um, uh, of, like, the Powerpuff Girls Samurai Jack era style of cartoon Mm -hmm. animation of that very kind of, like, square, simple shapes, like, that's how I imagine Vlad is, like, this, like, very, like, rectangular face and, like, very, like, slim and kind of, Almost waifish features, and then just like a cloud of vapor that trails behind him wherever he goes. <laughs> he just floats everywhere like a fucking monster. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, I imagine his shoulders are like up here and a
1: little hunched yeah, over. Like, yeah, So like, his arms very... like
2: they rest
3: <laughs> oh, no. in front of yeah, him, Nassim, not his Oh no, yeah, Nassim, you got size. totally exactly, that very like
1: exactly. And then it's yes. all that sleek they're black, like, but like he's super tall. Like triangles. Yeah, super tall, super pale, black hair. Very intense facial so features. <laughs> yeah, so he begins to lead you forward, and the just the dichotomy of your situation and this lovely garden path that just has been lifted up effortlessly from the city and preserved somehow is sort of jarring, as you're making your way towards these grand mansion double doors, uh, of Silvar's abode. And uh, the doors are open right now currently. And you hear a few scattering footsteps and you see it looks like servants, maybe at some point they're all dressed in this sort of similar uniform scurry out of the way uh, down both passageways, just looking in abject horror at both of you as you enter and like seemingly almost mad with not understanding where they are or what's going on and you begin to hear the sound of screams coming from somewhere deeper in the mansion vlad doesn't react at all and begins to lead you across this large sort of throne room almost apparatus as you move and you go down to a wing of wards that is very familiar to you this is the same place you traversed before when you took that box that was the key uh down below, and you land in a bedroom that you also recognize, the one that was lavishly draped with gaudy pieces of jewelry, decoration, furs just everywhere. And you see Kristoff is standing in front of this oak chair uh, in the middle of the room, and Silvar himself, so now you've seen him for the first time, he's sort of a crimson- scaled dragonborn that is dressed in these white and gold exquisitely fine robes. It looks like the gold itself is actually gilded metal gold on top of the fabric. Yeah, and you can see all of these like eyeliners and makeup like now on his face. Imagine a very sort of ancient Egyptian style. Um, But it now looks like it's Like, he's been crying. There are tears down his face, so his makeup is running as it's going. So there are these black and blush streaks uh, in contrast with the red scales. Um, And he is bound in the chair currently, and Kristoff is standing over him, and the two of them just seem to be staring at each other. And you see these lacerations on Silvar's face as he's sitting in the chair. Uh, And as you enter the room, Kristoff turns around to you and you see sweat on his brow as he turns back. Vlad, why have you brought her here? This is serious business.
3: Uh, To try and, like, save him. (laughs) I, I tell him about the bird and the note that I sent, I gave to Rem, but it also talked about him. So just thought he should know.
1: I see. Rem has received this. Yes. And at this point, uh, Silvar begins screaming, "Help me! Help me! He's a he's a madman! He's a madman! He's trying to get information out of me! I'm just an innocent! In all of this, you have to help me! He's crazy! Kill him! Take him! Take me out of here!" Um, Bullshit. go ahead and make an insight check oh, versus this person. What a manipulative little bitch!
2: Oh, it's not it's, that's not great. That's not great. That's probably probably about where mine is.
1: <laughs> so what was your role? I oh, don't know.
3: Okay, it was six, and you, you said insight?
1: Yeah. Oh, okay, so ten. Okay. Um, so Silvar is crying and broken, like on this chair, and just seems to collapse. Like he has taken the worst beating in the whole world. And your heart goes out out to him like seeing how powerless he is in this situation no! oh! and Kristoff is just standing over him clearly the bigger oppressor in this situation his- and you are torn by what is going on here Fuck. what would you like to go yeah. what would you like to do
0: was he using his bare fist to like punch the shit out of him or is he using other shit
1: you don't know. You haven't seen him hit. you like haven't seen him hit him, but Silvar just seems to be slumped and damaged and taken advantage of absolutely by his plea to you.
3: She doesn't feel right leaving, so but she doesn't want to necessarily interfere because of everything she's already fucked up before based on acting on instinct or compassion. So She's like, "Um, is everything okay here? Do you need someone standing by?
1: Silvar screams, it's not okay. He's going to kill me. You need to stop him. And you believe him.
3: I don't know anything about Silvar. I don't really know what he's been doing, Yeah, and Kristoff
1: turns to him and is like, shut up. And that's all you, you have a moment. What are you going to do? It looks like Kristoff is about to do something. And Silvar is pleading to you, and you believe him so hard that he's been taken advantage of.
3: I have to shout. What do you intend to do with him?
1: And Kristoff doesn't answer you and moves over to the chair and grips Silvar again by both shoulders and is about to make some kind of melee attack. So you have an action if you want to use it.
3: I want to stop Kay. him. I want to just stop right. him. What do you want to yeah. do?
1: Like a grapple or an attack or.
3: like a restraining thing like to I guess grapple yeah yeah, that'd be grapple
1: Yeah. so I'm actually gonna take a moment before you roll that you lunge forward at Kristoff in the middle of this action to stop him from what is happening and Silvar is screaming in the middle of the situation and you two are about to go head to head and that's where we're gonna end the episode before we oh No, no 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 Oh Before we go God. any further into that. I was about to get excited. No. There were about to be more kisses. I know. Well, what? No. More kisses. No. we had quite <laughs> enough this evening. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, so much for listening to this episode. I have been your dungeon master, Celeste Conowich.
0: Oh, I've been your elven warlock, Arna de la Thil, played by Brittany. I've been your human monk,
3: or played by Nassim. I think I'm about to make another mistake.
2: <laughs> no. And Kara has been your slow dwarf tonight. <laughs> also played by Sage. Alright, well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you to the fucking Twitch. Tonight was lit.
0: Tonight lit. was lit. Lit. Le- a- oh. yes.
1: Thank you. Thank, <laughs> thank you. you It's guys. so incredible to see everybody just participating this way and then we've gotten so much support. I know I've been going through a rough spot and you all have been great with ratings, reviews on iTunes, just sending Twitter love at Seriously. Venture Maidens, hitting up our website. You guys give us You lives. do. And thank you so much. And that's all I think until next time. venture away away. away. my darling little pineapples
3: (laughs) you're as sweet
1: sweet as that pineapples
3: hey everyone thank you so much for listening to another episode of the venture Maidens podcast I just wanted to take a second here at the end of our show to ask you to please leave a rating and review on iTunes. Uh, Those of you who have done so, so far, thank you so much, it means so much to us that you can take the time to say something or let us know what you thought about the latest episode. And uh, Also, if you have the time, go check out our Patreon. Even $1 gets you really cool bonus uh, content, like extra episodes or like dungeon maps, um, character background, diaries, things like that. It's pretty cool and at different levels you get different rewards like a t-shirt or a print um, and really fun stuff like that. Uh, So our website is www.theventuremaidens.com and we'd also love to thank our... uh, friend Paul Harpring for our intros and Dot Anxious Dot for all our music. Um, So yeah, thank you guys so much for sticking around. Make sure to find us on all our other social media. We're on YouTube, we're on Instagram, Twitter. Follow us, say hi. Um, And yeah, venture away.
2: Party 13. Let's suit up for adventure.
1: They're the only ones that can save the world. Uh, what? A fantasy world of magic, monsters, and heroes. Yeah, uh,
3: hello? Where is that voice coming from?
1: Heroes like Andar Patron, the star
3: of our story. Yeah, that's me, but what are you talking about? Oh, uh, sorry. We're in a promo for your podcast. Did nobody tell you? What? Your podcast. Have Spellbook, Will Travel? Have... Spellbook? It's
1: a scripted fantasy comedy audio drama based on the creator's experiences playing tabletop games. To be honest, that sounds pretty boring. Well it's hilarious. And heartwarming. And great. Super great. Whatever you say, buddy.
3: Have Spellbook will travel on the Don't Sput the Podcast Network. Start the adventure at Havespellbook.com or wherever podcasts are available for free.